Siblings in Christ, siblings in Christ, please join me for the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, leading us not to temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom of power and glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us continue in prayer, siblings in Christ. Mighty God, with your powerful arms, hold up your church. We are struggling through tough times in our churches. We need to be renewed again and filled with your power. Reach inside us and open hearts wide that we might give the full measure of our devotion. As you revive the saints who came before us, revive us to go out and welcome the forgotten. Heal the sick. Speak the words of comfort and hope to the discouraged. In the holy name of Christ we pray. Amen and amen. And siblings in Christ, if you feel compelled to tithe with this ministry, you can click on our About Us. You can click on our link tree and you can find multiple ways through that page that you can tithe with this ministry. We turn now to our gospel reading for today. And our gospel comes from the gospel of Matthew, the ninth chapter, verse 35, verses chapter 10, verse 8. <clears throat> then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray to the, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. First Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Libius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who was also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of, a Samarit of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep. Of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, 
nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs. For a worker is worthy of his food. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire. Within it is worthy. And stay there, and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you, nor hear your words, when you <clears throat> depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as <clears throat> a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour, and you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now, brother, will deliver up brother to death, and father his child, and child will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in the city, flee to another. For assuredly, as I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor servant above his master. Here ends our scripture reading from the Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. And thanks be to our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, siblings in Christ, we did read a little bit longer into that. It was an optional. We could read through verse 23. So we did continue reading on in the Gospel of Matthew today. And that is okay. Because we get to our <clears throat> um, message for this morning. Our message comes out of that gospel reading. And that gospel reading ultimately upholds reading as far into it as we so choose this morning. <clears throat> Our message for this morning is entitled, Share the News. And when we think about news, what do we think about in today's world? We think about newspapers, we think about magazine articles, we think about putting on the TV, right? And how many news stations we have out there. But today's day and age is not just a matter about TV like our parents' day and age, right? It's not just a matter of newspaper or articles. And again, when I say parents' day and age, I'm looking at my parents' day and age and their parents' day and age. And even... Before that, as we go back in history, like how news in, is transferred back and forth 
ultimately has increased in speed, right? It has increased in timeliness. It has increased on being almost at our fingertips because it is at our fingertips nowadays because news being dispersed now in my day and age as a preacher and in the day and age of my children comes at the click of a button. We can go on Google and Google something, right? We can sit there on our social media apps and we have things come through of news articles that friends and family have shared. But with that said, I only ask that you be a little discerning on the types of news articles and sources that you are getting it from because we know nowadays that when we see news, there are two different types of sources. And in a lot of cases, that was the case back throughout history as well. We have our reliable sources and we have our unreliable sources. And ultimately in the middle of that, we have that gray area of sources where not that the news might not be reliable, but we have to look at it through the lens now in a political situation of which party does that news network support? What are they truly saying? Who are they truly honoring or giving to in those cases, right? And that just muddies the water when it comes to what to believe and what not to believe. And you have those people, and I'm sure we all have someone like that in our lives that is per se, a die-hard absorber of the news given by a set media network. And no matter what is said anywhere else, no matter what law studies, no matter anything that could be on contraire, that could be opposite to what is said from that, they're not going to believe it. It's going to be false because it didn't come from their source. And this is where I say we have to be discerning. We look to God for the ability to be discerning, right? Because we want to be able to ultimately have the truth and the knowledge to give. We don't want to hide behind our insecurities. We don't want to hide behind false precepts. We don't want to hide behind the things that ultimately cause harm to us and others which ultimately fall from a point of almost ignorance. But instead we want to be strong within the truth. And that's why we look to the Lord for the truth, right? We say, Lord, open our eyes to see and our hearts to love and our ears to listen. May we be quick to listen, but slow to speak and slow to anger. And in today's day and age, we need that ability to be slow to speak and slow to anger. I know in many times I, in the past, I would be quick to throw back a quick comment. And yet, as time goes on, I'm more and more reluctant to throw back a quick comment, but ultimately be slow to speak, quick to discern and think about the responses before I give a response. And yet we see in today's gospel, ultimately what Christ is doing is Christ is trying to spread that good news, right? We see in today's gospel, Christ talk about
not only what he was doing, because Christ went about, right? We started off seeing right in the beginning that Christ went all about to the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing the sick and the disease among the people. But what happened? Christ saw the multitude who needed Christ in their life. Christ saw the multitude of lost sheep that needed to hear the truth, that needed to understand the love. So Christ sat there and pulled and talked about the harvest being truly plentiful. But there weren't enough laborers to go forth. Now what does this mean? Now we know when we look at things from a farming standpoint or things even in the news today, we see in places such as Florida where there's not enough laborers to complete the work that's being done. Ultimately, in my opinion, no fault of their own by making laws that ultimately cast out fear. And due to that fear, the laborers left. But I digress. I was just bringing that up because that is partial news. Christ in our gospel today is saying there weren't enough laborers to go forth and to do this. So in counter to that, Christ blesses the disciples. Christ gives dominion over the disciples through the Spirit to go forth and be able to cast out demons, heal the sick, and do it in Jesus' name. We sit there and we get a taste of who those disciples were. Because in chapter 10, it says the 12 apostles, and the 12 apostles are as follows. We have Simon, who was called Peter. We have Andrew, his brother. We have James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. We have Philip and Bartholomew. We have Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Lebaeus. And we have Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed Christ. Judas was also sent out as one of those initial 12, right? But from there, we continue forth. And Christ then instructs them to go forth and preach the good news. Christ is instructing them to share the love and the compassion. And to call these herding sheep back. To let them know that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And now, siblings, we are also called to do the same thing. And I can sugarcoat things, but it's not typically my style. So to be blunt, we have ultimately in this country alone, I would say, two forms of Christianity. We have one side that wants to sit there and ultimately just tell people left and right that they're wolves in sheep clothing and that they're going to hell and that they're... They need to set themselves right and 
the yada yadas, which I'm sure we've all heard. It's the same yada yadas from the people that ultimately turn people away from the church, which then turns people away from Jesus. And as a preacher, I look to you and say, you don't have to leave a building. You don't have to leave Jesus just because you left a building. That's what I was trying to say. There we go. Because you can still have that relationship with Jesus, but not be part of that building that has this style of Christianity. And I know that there are a lot of Christians out there that would probably sit there from this side and say, you're a false preacher because you're saying there's two forms of Christianity. But there is because there is the loving, affirming and accepting side, which ultimately truly acts on the statement, all are welcome. And then there's the side that really just wants to say that, you know, we, we say all are welcome, but when you get in the walls of our building, we're going to make you realize that only those that look, act, and believe the exact same way as us are really the only ones that we're saying are welcome to come in. And you could say, Pastor, how do you know this? And I would respond wholeheartedly because I've experienced it. I respond experience this toxic side of Christianity over and over and over and over again. That toxic form that leads to indoctrinating through fear, through, through other forms of control. Because if you make someone feel less of themselves, then ultimately you bring forth the power to control them. And that's not, in my opinion, what we are supposed to do as Christians. And I say that as my opinion because as my understanding of what the gospel has taught us, what Jesus is telling us, and what Jesus is even saying here for us to do in sharing the news of the kingdom of heaven coming at hand, because again, it is as here on earth as it is in heaven. It is not, we are just going to sit there and condemn everybody and tell them to repent for their sins and tell them that they're going to hell if they don't and tell them that they are worthless. We are not going to continue to fear tactic in hopes that by fear tacticing, we've brought enough people in to manipulate into doing the exact same thing because ultimately all that does is spread fear, spread hate. And we don't need fear and hate spread anymore in this country, in this world, do we? No. But what we do need spread is love. We need love. And I'm going to turn real quick to our scripture from the book of Romans today. And I want to reread part of it. The first thing I want to reread is saying, Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. 
And not only that, but also the glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. So here we are seeing in Romans that we all have to face a trial or a tribulation, right? And that tribulations lead to perseverance and perseverance. Character. So as we go through this tribulation and we have this perseverance to move forward and move strong, which is ultimately what Christ is asking the disciples to go forth and do as we are sharing the news, right? So as we're going to be true followers of Christ and we're going to share the truth of light and love to this world, we're going to face those tribulations and we're going to get perseverance for doing so, right? Because we're going to want to win that race. We're going to want to see that ending and we're going to get that character. Maybe it's that tougher skin. Maybe it's that armor of God protecting us. And from character, we're going to get hope, right? And part of this ministry is to bring hope to those, right? Out there in need. Hope to those who are being persecuted. Hope to those who are being marginalized. Hope to those who have faced this type of Christianity. The type that wants to just tell you you're not good enough. And tell you because you're not good enough, we're going to sit there. And we're going to change you and make you good enough in the way that we believe. The same type of Christianity that, to be blunt and honest, is the type of Christianity that harbors those that perform SA. And acts like that against children and people of the opposite sex because ultimately it's that same dominant masculinity patriarch in that form of Christianity that is going to say that anything other than the male and the not all males but the highest level of male is subservient it almost dehumanizes the rest and that's not okay because we all are human. We all matter. But let me, I digress. Let me get back into this. It says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So when we get to that point of hope, right? We get to that point of being hopeful for the truth, hopeful for the light and hopeful for better things to come. It doesn't disappoint because the love of the Lord and the love of God has been poured out through the Holy Spirit into that and into us. So our hope is justified through love. Through love. And I want to pull out our hymnal again because I want to reread some of the parts of our hymnal. And there's a few parts that I want to reread. It said, the first one I want to start off with says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Many will sit there and see a preacher who, although we practice differently on religious spectrums, will sit there and still welcome someone from another faith, someone from another religion. And we would get persecuted for welcoming them. But it's not our job to persecute them, and they are really not our enemies. They're our brothers or sisters. Because ultimately, if we truly believe in what God says, everyone is God's creation. 
Even those on this side of Christianity are still God's creation and we are not supposed to persecute them, but we are supposed to welcome them. I'm hopeful that we can plant that seed of hope within them. That seed of hope turning into seed of love and turning into seed of compassion for thy brother, thy sister, thy neighbor, thy sibling. Okay? We continue forth saying, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly, never be conceited. Which means humble yourself. We are not supposed to put ourselves on a pedestal and say we are better than anyone. We are supposed to associate with everyone. That is what we are guided to do. And then it says, and goes forth and says, Repay no evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all, if possible so far as it depends upon you to live peaceably with all. Now, a lot of that comes into self-reflection because how can you be peaceable, peaceable with all if you can't self-reflect and can't better yourself? But the problem is, instead of looking at the things from the lens of being peaceable with all, when we share the news, we look at it of sharing the news only on our stance. And I'm not saying that another stance doesn't have some truths within it. I'm not. And it's not my place to judge. That is only one person's place to judge but I will fall every day on my cross to spread light and love to this world through Jesus Christ. I will fall on my cross to not sit there and spread fear and hate. And if that's the cross that I fall on and it's wrong, then at least I fell on something to bring better to the world, to bring love to the world, to bring kindness to the world. And the last part that I wanted to bring up was says, but do, it says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And when we think of things that are evil, we think of fear as evil, we think of hate as evil. And if those things are in your heart, those things led by what I would consider an indoctrinated hierarchy it's not too late to change them look to the lord to embrace and open your heart to love all mankind open your heart to love all of your fellow siblings in christ in god open your heart to share the good news we all can be saul and turn into paul and spread the news of Jesus Christ and love and light to this world. We all have the ability to be called upon to go forth and spread the good news. But how can we share the news if our heart is full of things that lead to anger and hate. Things like racism. Things like the test for something as simple as what a rainbow might stand for. Something as simple as what a flag might stand for. 
And to think that we would then raise our flags. Or they would then raise their flags. And say that they're doing it in the name of Jesus. Or doing it in the name of God. And that, I just don't understand. I just don't get because if we read the red letters, if we look at the gospel, if we look at the things that Christ taught us, there is nothing in my eyes of sharing the news that involves hate and fear. There is nothing involved of making someone feel less than human. There's nothing involved in treating someone as if they are less than human, less than God's creation. And if your religion's telling you that, then they're not telling you the truths of the gospel. They're not telling you the truths of Jesus Christ. So siblings, I commend you and ask you to go forth in your day to continue to share the news just as Christ sent forth the first apostles. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we come to you today as nothing but humble servants. We look to you for your continued guidance, your discernment, your strength, so we may continue to go forth spreading your good news, spreading your light, spreading your love, and ultimately bringing forth hope to this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and Amen. Our final hymn for service is Here I Am, Lord.
you have opened the way for us and brought us to yourself pour your love into our hearts that overflowing with joy we may freely share the blessings of your realm and faithfully proclaim the good news of Christ our Lord amen and amen and now siblings in Christ may the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord turn his face to you and grant you peace. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Faithful siblings, go in peace. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.